Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Monday the 17th of June 2019 and it is time for episode 36 of P the PDG Advertising Podcast. Welcome. So today was a celebration for PDG Advertising. Um, our team member Anthony came on as a full-time team member today. And as such, did we have cake? Did we have drinks? Did we go for lunch? No, we had an extra long Monday morning, <laughs> Monday morning meeting. And I wanted to share with you that we had done that um, every Monday morning. Anthony and I, we meet to plan out our week ahead. And it's proved really useful in the past and now to map out what we're doing and divvy up how we're going to work together and, and see see how the week will pan out. But today's was very, very long. It was an hour and a half long. And I have to say, um, you know, an attention span is like 20 minutes or so. Um, that could be the reason why these PDG advertising podcasts end up being about 20 minutes because that's the level of concentration that I have for any one thing at any given time but an hour and a half in and I don't know why and I don't know what it was about but I think we were both raring to go throughout the whole lot of it um, focused and and just worked on getting each of our um, getting each of our customers in order and making sure that we we're focused on our goals and making sure we we're aligning with our overall goals of customer growth, um, great quality of service and brand awareness. And those are three really powerful um, metrics for us to go by. And they're definitely helping us align and do a great job for the, uh, for the, for the customers. Um, so the Monday morning meeting, very important. And on that meet Monday morning meeting, we plan out what we're going to do for the day ahead. Um, we don't have one every day. We don't have a meeting every day. I think maybe we should in time, but right now I think it might be a bit overwhelming to have one every day. So we only have one um, every Monday morning. And as I say, today's one went on for an hour and a half, um, but it was good. And um, we planned out what we were doing for the week. I suppose I should say as well what we used um, during the Monday morning meeting. And we used Asana. Asana is a task management software, so previously we were using like spreadsheets and things like that, but found Asana very useful in delegating tasks and um, categorizing tasks into projects and um, splitting out our time over the week. So I introduced Anthony to that, and yeah, we were able to work on it really well together and plan out our plan out our week ahead. You know, in a on a website, there's uh, so much that can go wrong. It's like a house. Only it's even, I think it's even more, I think it's possibly even more complicated than building a house and maintaining a house because on a house you don't have like 10 different browsers that people can use or 10 different screen sizes that people can can use. A house is a house really and you use your eyes to see it. So, hey look, I'm not saying houses aren't complicated things and <laughs> um, they're simple, but like websites can be really, really complex and what can happen is... Um, you can make a, a typo or a spelling mistake on a website. And something happened today where that I really like it whenever it happens. 
and it's when we are doing our thing in digital advertising for the customer and we'll notice something wrong with the website whether we have done it or whether the customer has done it themselves and we're able to flag back and say look there's a problem there and i think that uh you need to uh you need to fix it because the user journey if there's a spelling mistake on your website or something's broken a broken link or a, an image isn't working then it it shouts out the quality it shouts out to caring about the website it shouts out the quality of service it shouts out i guess i'm going to say quality quite a few times here because that's what it's all about and you don't want people to come away with a bad impression of your website but whenever we're able to point it out when you know whenever we're responsible for it um for sure we need to fix it and make sure it's right and make sure it's constantly right but if we're not responsible for it and we notice it and then we feed back to the customer i think that's only added value can only be added value and it's meant that whenever we do that um we usually get more business from it we usually get some sort of overview of the website we usually get asked could you do a full audit of it make sure everything else is okay things like that and they're valuable things to do um and business owners really want them so i um really appreciated it today when one of our team members tanya um whenever she was doing some google ads that she um picked up on some problems on the website that really she didn't need to flag but she did because she understood that it would add value to myself and my client relationship and to my customer's business and that's the kind of thing that we want that's what we want to be doing we want to be finding if we see something wrong we want to flag it we don't want to let it fester and let it get worse um and, and i think that's a real mark of quality so i was really pleased with that today and i'm uh, i'm always pleased with how it uh, how that happens it wasn't actually the first time that it happened um <laughs> today on another website we saw a problem um it was another typo uh and it was interesting how we had to flag that um we didn't want to flag it to the owner of the business um we wanted to flag it to the developer um so that he could uh he could get it fixed um so we did that without you know a public um a public uh you know hanging of someone whenever you see something wrong so instead of doing that in order to make sure we kept relationships up um and worked well together and and that i believe has a better effect than you know calling something out in front of a lot of people um i don't know what exactly i'm trying to say there what i'm saying is you know we we won't always like if we find a problem if if we only deal with the website owner we'll have to send it to the website owner but if we also manage not manage but work with key stakeholders like the web developer the webmaster or the data controller or the copywriter or something like that then we'll bring it up with them we won't always bring it straight to the owner um i think that would be wrong to do and i think in one of the earlier um posts we did or one of the earlier podcasts we did about stakeholder management um i think that's an important part where where we're not like turning into this um telltale function where we're going about looking for things wrong now we don't always get that back in return from people <laughs> some people are quite happy to call us out very very publicly on things um whenever we do something wrong and i don't mind that um so much um and sometimes there's a <laughs> there's a desire to maybe retaliate a little bit but i think the higher road is better to take in those um circumstances and we always do 
Um, what I'm talking about, if someone calls you out publicly, maybe <laughs> it's a revenge side where you think, well, if they do something wrong, I'm going to call them out publicly on it. But, but actually, that's a bad idea. Um, whatever trust you don't have, you certainly won't be building up if you if you engage in that kind of tit-for-tat thing. And the person calling out in the first place mightn't even be trying to um, cause any problems. He might just be trying to do the best that he, that he or she can. Um, so, yeah, that's important. To flag things whenever they go wrong but to flag them to the right person this was a very important thing that happened this week i don't know how i came across it but on youtube i was listening to sun tzu I'm not sure if i'm spelling if i'm pronouncing that right but um sun tzu is a old war commander he might not even been a war commander he might have been a collection of war commanders but um he or that collection of people are responsible for a book I use the term book quite lightly. It's um, it's more like a scroll, or it's like a it's like a collection of writings written on like uh, almost like chopstick width um, tiles or, or boards or or pieces of wood, and, and it's all in um, ancient Chinese symbols, I believe. And the writings come from a time whenever China was quite. Um, separated segregated within it and it was different um tribes dynasties groups of people that that were at times fighting each other and sun tzu um wrote this work called the art of war i have read this book at various stages of my life um i don't know when i was first interested in introduced into it I think it was when I was getting, um, I was working for another company and I was getting some aggro from the team manager and I didn't really respect the team manager. I didn't think they were very good and I went to the internet or went to someone, I don't know, and I said, look, I'm having a problem with this, this person. Um, and... I was saying I'm gonna go up against this person, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna call them out, or I'm gonna go above their head to their manager, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something. But whoever told me about this said, "Look, I'm first gonna tell you that going up against your manager, like going around their back, going behind their back, and telling someone on them, complaining about them, it's like going up against an eight hundred as a man going up against an eight hundred pound gorilla. You have very little chance of winning." And the reason is because if you complain about that person, it's likely the person that you're complaining to that put that person into the position. And that changes the dynamic. So you might think that you're invaluable and you're really important, but as soon as you start to criticize the person above who has actually put the person who you've problem with in there, um, you could have a problem. And that was the first thing that they said. And that then clicked and they thought, all right, okay, so... Um, I need to figure out a different way of I need to figure out a different way of of dealing with this. And I asked the person, or I researched more on where this came from, and it came from what the art of war is. It came from the art of war from Sun Tzu, and what that is is it's a book of strategy on basically how to win a war, or maybe not so much how to win a war, maybe more on how to not be surprised by the outcome of a war. Or a battle um, and the point that was relevant to my story about having a problem with my manager was um, in order to be successful in your battles which would have been a battle that I was going into 
you need to know yourself. You need to know your enemy. My enemy in this case was probably the um, the boss, the manager. And you also need to understand the environment. And the environment is probably the senior boss that I was going to go and complain to. Um, and I had to think back. I had to think about it. And I really didn't know myself. I didn't know really what what I was supposed to be doing or what I was doing wrong or what I was what I felt like I was doing wrong. So I had to reflect on that. I certainly didn't understand the manager. Um, I knew I was frustrated at the manager, but I, I didn't really understand them. And I definitely didn't understand the um, environment because I was going to go and complain whenever um, that would potentially have been a bad idea. So that probably saved me from a, a probable issue. Um, and that probably saved me from... Uh, you know, doing the wrong thing or, or losing that battle. Um, I can predict now that I would have lost that battle 100%. Um, and it's because of that, you know, bit of wisdom that whoever it was told me. Um, but then what I, what I did was I, I read the, the Art of War. Um, it's quite hard to read because it's translated from ancient Chinese as far as I know. And it's fairly simple, but it's it's just not done in a book format. It's done in like, little signs and little, not riddles, but kind of riddleless things, but they really do make you stop and think. They really, really do make you, um, they really do make you stop and think. And there's little things like if your enemy is on higher ground or occupies the, the moral ground, then you can't attack them at that time because um, you won't win. Um, if also, if, if you and your enemy are on, you know, similar ground, you have to be careful if you attack because you're vulnerable as well. So only whenever you're on higher ground that you can successfully um, take over an area. And that might be wrong. I don't know. But at certain times throughout my career, I have found The Art of War by Sun Tzu really useful in clarity. In not so much knowing when to attack or knowing when to defend or knowing any of that stuff. More just knowing when to take a step back and knowing when to not engage or having a bit of a further think about things before you take a take a course of action. Um, it's also really interesting too. Um, there's lots of wars around the world that um, camp, war campaigns that failed. And if you look back at Sun Tzu's teachings, if if they had have followed that, they would have um, they would have been successful. Some parts of me are that I'm glad they're not successful. I'm a pacifist. I don't even like war. <laughs> I'm more into the strategy in terms of uh, in terms of business. But I just wanted to mention Sun Tzu, something I'm reading right now, um, because we're we're getting deep into some strategy. We're growing, and we need to make the right moves. So moving at the right pace and and doing making the right moves is very important. So that's what I'll be I'll be focusing on for the next while. So as I mentioned, Anthony has gone full time. Um, We've rallied around our contractors as well in our Slack channel, which is cool. Um, I was really pleased about that, but I guess this is where I kind of announce that we are now going to be looking for a new person. Um, I will oversee everything, and Anthony will look after more creative things. Um, and then the new person will be more like an account manager type person, um, someone to keep up reports and proposals and keep customers happy and, and do things like that. So we need a very organized person for for that. And I'm looking forward to getting that job post up 
and I'll let you know how that goes on the PDG Advertising Podcast. Something that I could not mention on the PDG Advertising Podcast, and whereas I'll always tell you where we've fallen down, sometimes I have to tell you whenever we've done really, really well. Um, our customer in London, the furniture business, um, still a wonderful customer all around, but today I checked up on our reporting at about 1 p.m., and I always just check on Facebook ads and Google ads and make sure everything's running the way it should be. And for this customer, I'm always delighted to go and check the um, ROIS and ROI. And if you don't know what that is yet, it's return on investment. So it's how much they pay us plus ad spend versus how much they make. And today, <laughs> now the highest they ever went was 333 times spend. So what it means is they pay like $1 or sorry, one pound. And then they make £333 from every £1. And they ain't spending just £1 a day. They spend a lot more. So today as an example. Now, I will probably get this wrong. But today we saw 280 times spend. So at about 1pm, we had literally spent £10 in adverts. And there was 2800 and something in the revenue. Um, tracked totally by Facebook. This is through just Facebook alone. And we're doing adverts for on Google as well. And there was really positive ROI in there too. So I'm just really pleased to see. And I was on another, I was on a really great uh, sales call today. It's <laughs> laughing on it. Just like I'm laughing now. Saying, yeah, we always say that we're going to get five times ROIS and ROI. And I do because I see, um, I see if it's going to be a good product or not. And I, I've got a little bit of that sixth sense now where I can see where something's good and when it's not. But I don't expect to get more than five times ROI. Like if you put your money in a bank, it's not gonna you're not gonna be able to get anywhere near that across a year. Um so I'm not arrogant to think that, you know, we're even gonna get to that. But then whenever you see like thirteen times ROIS, that happened consistently for a year for a customer, that was amazing. And then the other time being like 20 or 30 ROI that was cool and then this customer comes in and it's something like like on average 60 ROAS and now today just 280 times spend it's it's just incredible and you know I'll, I'll share this journey more and I'll, I'll bring you more into what this customer is all about because I just get the feeling that if we do a great job here we're going to be starting to take over some of the really big retailers we talked about this on the phone and there was there was a conversation that came up and said, well, we can't compete with Argos and we can't compete with um, John Lewis and those different people. Um, we might be able to. I don't know. I, I wonder if we're just more focused. I wonder if we're we're as good as as those as those guys. Can we get more bang for it? I mean, I can't imagine that Argos is sitting on a 280 times spend and they might be. I don't know. But um, I guess the first step to figure that out is by scaling it i guess the first time to figure it out is by you know working on increasing because what we spend for this customer it's about maximum 400 pounds per week and they make something like this week they'll make something like twenty thousand pounds from that so i think um that we are going to need to scale it up maybe try a week with a thousand pounds if we can talk to our customer about it um, and the only time we ever do that is whenever we're making money, and I think we are in this case. So um, let's uh, let's consider that. So I went on to Bismarang's Northern Ireland's business network. Um, 
It's a really cool one. It's kind of a natural one that has sprung up. Uh, guy Shane McCann, very nice guy. He asked me to go onto the app on Bismarck. They've got a new app out, and I'm going to try it out and let you know how it goes. Um, but also, uh, I got speaking to <laughs> speaking to this really lovely lady, um, Eve. Um, she runs um, a business that helps people connect people with New Orleans, um, and that, as you would, as you would know, <laughs> you podcasters would know that it is right. Uh, that is my bag, and what I like. So um, I'm gonna connect up with her and see, um, and see how we can uh, and do something, maybe together in the uh, future. But the Bismarck. Um, network and it's like a Zoom network where everybody goes on video and there's about nine people and some familiar faces, some people that I've never met before um, at all. So that was a really nice thing to uh, to take part in um, this evening to, to finish off this Monday at about at about 9 p.m. So everyone, that was it. That was episode 36 of the PDG Advertising Podcast. There'll never be another episode 36, but tomorrow there will be episode 37. And I look forward to bringing that to you. Have a great evening and I'll speak to you tomorrow.